Welcome back to Bible study, to the prophecy of Jonah. We have reached chapter three, and welcome to John Campbell and to Derek Walker. It's good to be together. Thank you. It's good to be together. Uh, and it's sort of, uh, it's only four chapters, Jonah, but it, there's an enormous amount that's packed in, and, and obviously some, you know, great historic events uh, which we're going to read about today and John is going to read in the chapter 3. Yes, Jonah chapter 3 and I'll read the whole chapter. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, actually I'm just going to go back to verse 10 of the previous chapter and start again. Mm. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an, exceeding, now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. And then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And then the word to the king of Nineveh, and then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covering himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, Taste anything, do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? And then God saw their works that they turned from their evil way and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Thank you very Amen. much. Amen. Mm. Okay, let's pray. Uh, Lord, what a powerful, powerful uh, message we have here in these words. We, we uh, are here to learn from you. We thank you uh, for the uh, king of Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, that they... They heard, they received the message, and they believed. Lord, that's what we long for in our land, that uh, the message of salvation, the message of repentance, the message of who you are, your grace and your mercy, and your holiness. We, we long for that message to be heard in our day in this land, and we pray, Lord, that you'll help us play our part in uh, being a faithful witnesses to the truth of your word, even during this hour. We pray a blessing on everyone who joins us uh, through, through watching the program. Amen. 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 Great. Yeah, it's so exciting, and, and, it, and it happens, you know, a pretty quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you imagine the, the three days' journey across Nineveh, um, you know, it, it quite a, uh, it's quite a long time, but we've got it all in 10 verses, or yes. 11. He's also had to walk 500 miles to get there, 
or <laughs> on the back of a donkey or whatever. So it's been quite a long journey. He has plenty of time to think yes. about what's ahead of him. Yeah. And I think the one thing he'll be remembering is the Lord having said, arise and go to Nineveh, is what Paul picks out in Romans Romans, whereas it says the gifts of God are uh, irrevocable. irrevocable. Yes. Chapter yeah. 11. That's it, chapter 11. Yeah. Um, and it, Jonah's learned that point in no uncertain terms. If God calls you, that's it. Yeah. There's no, um, let's renegotiate this, can you send <laughs> someone else? <Yes. laughs> that offer is not on the table. And Jonah has learned that and, and he, he, he will be dwelling on these. See, we have to remember these people are human, as the book of Hebrews says. These are people, men just like us. Same fears, same anxieties, same hopes, same disasters. And he's tramping his way however he went on the back of a donkey. Yeah, so the point is this, he, he was, it was a long, 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 long journey. But yeah. mm. what record we have of what he said wasn't all of his ruminations. No. It was a pretty... Yeah, exactly. He went in there. Sharp message. Yes. I would Get to the he point. knew exactly what to say. Get to That's the, point, the point. Sort of thing. He got there. He got. He got there, and he delivered this message, uh, which it, was, "Well, you're going to be destroyed in 40 days." Yeah. days. And, and Derek alluded to in a, in a previous Bible study that we believe there must be much more to it than that. Yeah. He must have preached the gospel, and and God had gone before him and prepared. Well, we know because it says, doesn't it? It says. Um, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. Mm. So this is coming straight from the heart of God. Yes. And we know the heart of God is the gospel yeah. yes. and the salvation of men. That's right. And I was thinking in Luke, um, Luke 11, mm. uh, when he talks about this, when Jesus talks Jesus, about this, yeah. it's interesting that he says, and it, particularly in, in Luke it says, um, no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. That's verse 29. Luke 11.30 says, For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. That's interesting. So he's a sign. So that means he himself was part of the message. That's it. Isn't it? That's yes. exactly right. And of course, one thing is he would have been bleached. His skin would have been weird. Yes. Yes. And that would have validated his mm. his message. But he himself, his whole the whole story of how he got there, surely was part of his message. His yeah. his testimony, if you like, of what what God had to do to get him there. I'm sure that would have been very powerful. So the sign of Jonah is not just the three days and three nights. No. The sign of Jonah is. is is a proclamation of who he is. You know, this man with bleached skin, the message that he arrived supernaturally into this situation is all part of it. With Jesus, it's much more so. <laughs> much more, much yes. more so. But it's still, you know, this is the sign. This is the type. Very powerful. To a people who are superstitious because people are superstitious. And so th this superstition and fascination Mm. They'd have wanted to see, they'd have gathered to hear this amazing story. And the Lord is using that because he's anointed Jonah and he's going to say exactly what the Lord has told him to say. He's not going to speak out of his own strength. Mm. He's going to do what the Lord has told him to do because they're his orders. Yeah. Jonah himself was the sign. He was the sign. So it, and the, yeah. a sign is a miracle with a message. Yeah. Yes. So he would have needed to explain exactly. himself. Yeah. And... Uh, I think that that message would have said, look, look how much God loves you. 
that despite my total reluctance, God overrode that because God wants to get this message to you. This is an important message. Yeah. And so the whole event that Jonah went through, the three days, three nights, all of it, would have been a huge sign of, you know, that God wants to get this message to you. You, you matter to God. Yeah. It's sort of almost like Paul. So we have all of these sort of metaphors of other characters in the Bible, but um, Paul obviously had a pen and it was in an age of literature. So he was able to write dozens of letters, but I've no doubt Jonah could have done the same had he, had he been at another period in history. Yes. Where, where yes. things were pretty well only depicted by little carvings on, on a clay. <laughs> And just the, the thought occurs to me, in, in the light of what we've just said, that Jonah's rebellion, well, the Lord knew he would rebel. It was essential that he did rebel, because <laughs> if he hadn't rebelled, he wouldn't have had this message. Yes. It, it was essential. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. We, so we come back down God, to the sovereignty of God, Romans don't we? 28. <laughs> yes. works all things together. Yes. yes. So for me, the big verse here that needs grappling with is, is that it would be 40 days and Nineveh shall be, will be, a certainty overthrown. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's, that's the verse that is, there's a real theological depth to that because it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Because um, God repented. Yes. Yes, that's power. That is, yes. you could write books on that one. Yes, you could. And the 40 days is also very interesting. Is it linked to this, this 40 days of... Yeah. Of testing. Testing, yeah. yes. Yes, there's lots of 40 days in the lots Bible. Lots of 40 days, and they're which very are testing. Yes. I even, my theory is that that was, originates with Adam's had 40 days in the garden. That was his time of testing. And then that's why the second Adam, Jesus, had a corresponding in 40, 40 days, days in the wilderness. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and um, 40 days in the, 40 yeah. years in the wilderness. Yeah. and. And, and so it, this is definitely you. You've got for, the clock's ticking. <laughs> You've yes. got 40 days to make your decision. Yeah. And that sharpens the mind, doesn't it? When you actually it does. have a, it helps me to have deadlines because, you know, yeah. uh, it helps to sharpen your, one's focus. <laughs> but, but taking it at face, on, on sort of face value reading, uh, um, God has said something is going to happen mm. through Jonah. You know, there are other instances in Scripture, you know, where there's a sort of negotiation, you know, that let's say with, with Moses or, you know, I'm going to do this and, and then God relents or with Abraham, you know. Yeah, if, if I can find so many righteous people, I won't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. That, that we, theologically, we try to say, no, that's not possible. <laughs> You know, God, God won't change. God's mm. got his complete map of what he's going to do. And it's, I know I'm delving into an area which, is good, which could oh, get that, us going for a long time. A, but but I think it's important mm. that, that um, God is absolutely sovereign. And yet he does. I mean, God could have crushed us, the whole of humanity, couldn't he? At, at Eden or at Babel or, or, or the flood or, or whatever. But, he, but there is this element of God gives that opportunity to the nth degree he gives yes. that opportunity i think it's repentance. also worth asking the question who is this book written to who is this account written to yeah. 
Uh, of course, it's written to all of us, and we're absorbing it today. But in the in its period, it was written to the Jewish nation. This is it, this is mm. to force them to repentance. This mm. is to force them to realise that this is what a God of grace and mercy does, and He's doing this to Gentiles. Now, mm. why don't you turn and repent? Right. Yeah. To provoke them to yeah. repentance. Yes, that's good. And if you do, God will be merciful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the th big theological thing is, of course, is, I mean, like with Hezekiah, if God said to him, you're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. And he lived on. And yet, Hezekiah knew that even that warning is an act of grace by God, because God is saying, yes. wake up. That's right. Uh, but you can change mm. God's decision mm. by repenting. And Hezekiah did, and God gave him another 15 years. And I think the theological answer has to be that God cannot change in his nature, okay? But he will change your, his attitude and his actions towards a person or a city if they change. Yeah. Yes. And, and I remember Roger Price yeah. really helped me on this because he said, imagine a, a, like a hurricane, like a wind, yeah. okay? And, and that doesn't change. There's, there's that wind. Now, if you decide to walk against the wind, you will experience that forceful resistance. But if you decide to turn around and walk with the wind, suddenly that yeah. wind is different to you. Yeah. But it's not so much that the wind has changed, it's you that's changed. Yeah. And so God says, now when he makes a covenant, he says, you know, he puts his name on the line, he puts his nature on the line. Yeah. And he says, I, I, will, he, I will not change. I've made that promise. I'm going to keep it. So the, so the interesting thing is that what you've mentioned Hezekiah re reminds me also of, um, you know, the choosing of a king with, with Saul. God didn't want them to have a king, but he allowed them. He allowed Hezekiah to live another 15 years or whatever. It didn't turn out that well, but God still allowed it. In this sense, of course, God was going to choose. So the, the, it was the, completely the other way around. Um, they were going to be judged, but actually it turned out well. The, the, the thing with, um, as I read it from the life of Hezekiah, and even the kings of Israel, it didn't turn out that well. well Is there something about God's perfect will and God's, what God allows I think to the, happen? the two situations are quite different. They are quite different. Because but it's what came into my head. Hezekiah <laughs> is, um, was, was important and it did turn out well, yeah. I would say, because his son had not been born. And remember, the Messiah had to come through. Of course, the line of the so case. you've got me there. So yeah. it would have been a real issue had Hezekiah died childless. Very good point. And so th that was important. But with Saul, that was a kind of case of God giving permission. It wasn't really yeah, that's right. his best yeah, will. That's right. God. But it had to. It was used to get David to the throne. I, I, I honestly, I, I st when I stand back and look at these things, I realise yeah. that the Lord is not negotiating with our decisions. He knows exactly what's going to happen and the game is playing out according to his plan. And these revelations have to happen in order that the end game is played out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, it, it appears that it is not what God's will, but it was God's will. Yeah. He was warning, um, you know, what happened. He was warning Israel what would happen if they had kings. He, again, he was warning them that his way is better than man's way. But nevertheless, this is going to happen because I've got to get David on the throne. And so, and the and big so picture, it goes on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The big picture is God's eternal plan of salvation, of redemption. Exactly. That's 
all of this stacks up towards that. It does. Be, being fulfilled. It absolutely does. I mean, and Jonah is, the whole story of Jonah is, is, is pre-planned by God pre in, in by a way, but as a picture of salvation. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, his substitutionary death in chapter one, his death and resurrection after three days, and then the gospel going to the Gentiles. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a prophecy of that. And it's interesting, for the 40 day, another 40 days is Jesus, after he rose from the dead, he spent 40 days yeah. with the disciples. Yeah. And just like Jonah had his scars, Jesus had his scars. Evidence. That, that proved yeah. what he was. And in a sense, he was there for 40 days, wasn't he? Yeah. Personally. Yes. yes. And initiating the gospel to go to the nations yeah. and giving the Great Commission and all the rest. So you've got tremendous parallels. It's a, that's a good parallel, isn't it? The 40 days. Uh, and, and so Jonah is there. After saying there's going, it's going to be 40 days, did they repent? Did, did, did they have the full 40 days? How close to the well, I think so. I think so, because as we read on later in chapter 4, Jonah took three days going through the city and then he went up onto the hill to wait and see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah. But 40 days is, is, is quite a... Powerful. I, did Paul have it as well? What was Paul's? Or was no. what the Lord was in the wilderness for forty for forty days? days. Yes. Um, is there something in Noah's flood on that one as well? Um, well, the rain came down days. for forty days. 40 days. Yes. Although it's not um, not really a time of testing so much no. in that case, but uh, very many a number of forties yeah, are in, connected in with with testing. I would say, um, yeah. I remember when, during the, um, during the Saddam Hussein failure, after the 40th scud, uh, the 40th Iranian scud yeah. fell in Israel, they said that would be the last. Yeah. And it was. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that, that story was quite amazing, how, yeah. how I think only one man died of a heart attack. Yeah. All of the, that rain of, yes. of um, scuds. Um, so I, I'd I would like to unpack a bit more about how and of course, we don't know the mind of God completely. <laughs> you know, although it does say, you know, we do not know this, but it's been revealed to us by the Spirit. Yes. That's, that's in, in, in the Scriptures, in Paul's writings. Um, God, because people say, why does God allow evil? Why does God allow suffering? Why, 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 why? Um, he, he's, we've, we covered this a few weeks ago, actually. He's patient. But, he, but it's in order for the whole of his plan to be fulfilled. Mm. Otherwise, I think that, you know, we wouldn't have a history of humanity. He would have intervened and stopped the whole lot. But there, there was this purpose that he was going to fulfill. Yes. It meant that, uh, uh, and for, for, uh, the big picture for me is, it's, it's a demonstration to the principalities and powers. Yes. So even, and also of his justice, of his righteousness, of his holiness. So even there, um, I'm hesitating because I know we'll open up Revelation here, but um, even there in Revelation 20, uh, the, the, the devil goes out after the thousand years to deceive the nations. It almost, it's to the nth degree so that no one can say God has cut things short. No. He's not given people the opportunity um, to, to repent. And when the, there's the final judgment in the throne of God, no one can say, oh, it's not fair. No. Mm. No. I, I just think it's, it's just a complete proof of, of God's 
um, nature and his character and his, his grace is completely proved by the whole story of humanity. Yes. He's allowed it all to happen. Yes. And in the, in the middle of that sits this wonderful story, Una, that he is both just and the justifier. Mm. That he's never, never crosses his, his, his own statutes, his own nature. He's absolutely just and righteously just. Mm. And at the same time, he justifies us who deserve yes. justice. Only God could have thought of that. Exactly. <laughs> he would have, uh, you've, you, that double message is, is essential yeah. to the, you know, that he was announcing judgment, that God is serious about sin, and he's announcing judgment, but at the same time, God is a God who will save you. He will forgive you mm. if you, you turn to him. Mm. And, and it, it's like you need both of those. And Jonah, I think, would have preached both of those. Yes. That, you know, God cannot change. The, the difference with the gods, mm. they were very capricious, as they say, always yeah. changing their mind. God isn't like that. It's his implacable holiness and justice. You know, that does not change. But God will change how he deals with you if you change. Yeah. And if you want to receive the God of mercy and forgiveness and salvation, you have to turn yeah. and trust in him. But if you don't, you're, you will face, he will be different towards you. So God doesn't change in his inner nature, but he does change in how he relates to you, yeah. depending on yeah. your own. So, so we've, we've all agreed, I think, that... that it's implicit in this warning that, that this, is going, this is going to happen. It's implicit that it need not necessarily. Yes, absolutely. If, I mean, this, it doesn't the, say this was the kernel of his message. This, this is, this is a, a, a God-written resume of, of, of what Jonah was saying, because he was saying much more than that. Yes. And people were throwing questions. Again, let's be real. People were throwing questions at him. He was answering them. I'll get back in a minute. But if you, if you boil it all down, this is what he was saying. Yeah. 40 days yeah. and, and, and it's all over. He, unless. Because with Elijah and Ahab, it was three years. And that, you know, there's going to be no more, no rain. Mm. It wasn't if you do this or, no. you know. No. Or, or was it just a self-fulfilling prophecy? Because... Ahab was never going to, with Jezebel, you know, at his neck, he was never going to actually repent. <laughs> I'm just saying, it. you yeah. know, it's there. We, we just have what we have. Yeah, we have what we have. And, and through it all, the Lord shows his amazing creative power and, and that he is Lord over all and sovereign. Um, this is an unfulfilled prophecy, a conditional prophecy. Lots of prophecies mm. are conditional. Yeah. It's yes. very, we have to be very careful because you know, it's very easy to wager um, an accusation at somebody being a false prophet. Well, they may be, but they may not be. It may be that the conditions of the prophecy were fulfilled. So I'm, I, I know, I'm just still trying to unpack God changing his mind because the, 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 the concept could, if it's not contained within these, some of these um, narratives, you could say, well, he could change his mind about anything. He could change his mind about Satan. You could, you know, uh, you know being admitted into heaven. Do you, do you know what I mean? That there's something about, you know, God's judgments which are final, and yet we have these little but, caveats. But God scripture. is not changing his mind. No. At no. all. What he's doing is teaching us something about him. And all these things are teaching us, you know, how to relate, how to, relate to him mm -hmm. and how to trust him totally. He's not changing his mind. 
and if they hadn't repented, he, he would have brought judgment. But they were always going to repent because the Holy Spirit has gone before Jonah. Jonah has a huge anointing on his life. He must have, because you can't talk to man and get man to respond to God if you haven't got an anointing. Right. And his Isn't was huge. His was a Christ-like anointing. And I use that word advisedly. I mean, you know, there are all sorts of anointing, but this was a Christ-like anointing. He had this ability to speak to the people and draw them. Remember that in John, John 6, I think it is, Jesus says, unless my Father draws you, you can't come to me. Well, that hasn't changed because God hasn't changed. So it's the Father which is drawing by the Holy Spirit the Nivenites, the is that right word? Yeah. Yeah. Ninevites. Yeah. Ninevites. I've got the rep that's wrong around. To him, yeah. using jo the, what he's saying through Jonah. Extraordinary. Yeah. God doesn't really change his mind. It appears, you know, that Abraham is having this, this discussion with him, but it was always going to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember, actually, I, I, an evangelist who's very successful. I, you know, I used to talk about him leading people to the Lord, and he said, he said well, you know, I was praying, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, led them, and I just happened to be there sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it is God's work, isn't it? It's God's work. It's God's work. Yeah. Salvation is of the Lord. Of the yeah. Lord, yeah. yeah. But there is a difference, for, for instance, had, in the case of God making a covenant promise, had he said, you know, in the context of a covenant, this is what's going to happen, then he can't change yep. that because he puts his name on the line. He swears yeah. and puts himself on the line. But that wasn't of that nature. No. He was really say, saying, because God in his nature cannot change. But he is saying, as things are, like with Hezekiah, if, if nothing changes, this is what's going to happen. Mm. Mm. So in other words, and I'm not going to change, mm. so therefore you're going to have to change. Yeah. You're going to have to repent, because if you do nothing, yeah. this is the result. And in a sense, when we share the gospel, we're kind of saying, look, if you just don't, if you just ignore Jesus, if you just do nothing, this is what's going to, yeah, yeah. this is what's going to happen because he's your only hope. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, the people of Nineveh, verse five, believed God. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's all we're told. And and that's the anointing there because yeah. Jonah would have been stunning, as you say, yeah. um, in in his appearance and all all of that. But they didn't. Doesn't say they believed Jonah. No, they believed God. Yes. So that's the anointing. Yes. You see, the anointing brings people into God's presence. So rather than oh, this amazing Jonah guy. Yes. You know, and all, it's all about the preacher. Yeah. It's no. They met God somehow. Yes. As he spoke, they, they met, met God. God. I think that's such an important point. And they believed God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They recognised this was an emissary from God, and it was God speaking to them. That's so important. Yeah. And we see the repentance, as it were, in what was the message that was sent out, which is later in the reading. It's quite clear that, that you know, let everyone turn from his evil, verse 8, and from the violence that is in his hands. It's an interesting bit of background to this, yeah. actually, yeah. because, you know, they, well, we would say they were superstitious, but they believed in the supernatural. And they would be looking out for omens mm. and signs in the sky, in the eclipses and things as to whether uh, and looking at kidneys of animals and see if there's dan any danger and apparently in the Assyrian culture if it seemed like the king was in danger that there was some kind of judgment coming 
what he would do, and it, what it says here is he came, he got off his throne. Yes. It's quite interesting yes. that. And he laid aside his robe. Now, it's not absolutely clear, but one of the customs was that the king would actually resign from being king because his life's on the line according to the prognostications. And he would put a substitute king on the throne, you know, so that if the king, if say there was a prophecy that the king very is going to be dying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this poor guy, he's, he's, he's on the throne and the king goes through purification procedures yeah. Yeah. to try and, you know, appease the God. But, um, and it's, it could be that that's, that was going on here, that he laid aside his throne. But it's also an interesting bit of typology because part of our repentance is we need to get off the throne. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've been on the throne of our life. Yeah. We need to get off the throne and maybe take off our robes of our, our own righteousness. And, um, and I think the king was genuinely repenting yeah. and it was being shown in these, these actions. And, and um, I think again of Ahab, you see, because Ahab thought that he could get, was it Jehoshaphat? He, 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 could, he, could, he could get the other, when he went down to Ramoth Gilead, who was it he went with? Anyway, he dressed someone else up as the king. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, yes. So he did the opposite of what the king of Nineveh, he yes. thought he could outwit God, yes. God's prophecy. Yes. And that arrow found him. Mm. Yes, that's right. And the prophecy was uh, fulfilled, because yeah. his body was brought back um, yeah. to that very place <laughs> where it was spoken. I mean, it, 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 is, it is terrible. I, I, whenever we do Bible studies, I, I'm always thinking of what's happening in our land today and it, is this something that is taken on board, which it isn't. You know, we don't have the king or, or the prime minister, as it were, repenting. He did have quite a good Easter message from Boris Johnson. <laughs> you can't deny it. He, you know, he... He, he actually more clearly articulated the gospel than I've ever heard from a British politician. Yeah. yeah. I am the remarkable. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear it on the resurrection. It's interesting that Jonah didn't go to the king. That mm. in, in many That's ways, true. revival starts with the people. That's good. And, and Jonah went straight to the people. The logical thing might have been, I want an audience with the king, yeah. get him converted, and then he can command the rest of yeah. the people. But actually, he, God worked to the people, and then it came to the king. Yeah. Because if there is a um, revival, as we've been talking about, that, w that, that will eventually mm. influence mm. people in authority. Can I, can I unpack on, on repentance? Because... Um, without going into the details, because it doesn't, it doesn't help, as it were, but the, just the concept of um, repentance is rejected in our culture mm. by certain groups who say, I will not repent for what I am. I can't help what I am. Um, and that's quite profound um, in one sense, because we're born into sin. So we are sinners. Um, but, but there's also a repentance over what you do. And, um, you know, obviously the Ninevites, quite clearly, you know, in this proclamation by the nobles, you know, they, they say they, t they turned away from violence, from the things they were doing. Mm. Um, but also we know from the gospel message in Paul's writings that it is actually, it's not just what we do, it's what we are. Yes. Um, mm. So um, are we called to repent? Um, are, are for, for what we are or for what we do? 
discuss. <laughs> we do what we do is because of what we are. So we are called repent of being being sinners with a yeah. sin nature and un totally unable to help ourselves. So we acknowledge the sin nature, but we do repent of we, yeah. what we do. Yes, we do repent. Because Ray, is do. it the way of the master, Ray Comfort? You know, he g goes out with a microphone yes, to the campuses and, and says, right. you know. You know, do you ask, but he always asks them, have you ever said, you know, have you lied, you know, and then, and then they admit it. And then he goes into, so he, his way of, of preaching the gospel is, let's it's repent. the starting point. Yes, is what you do that's what wrong. they can understand. But then the realisation from that is that I am wrong. Yeah. If, if I am doing these things, that's coming from, from my heart. And yeah. that, so it, it, you might start the message yeah. so that they can relate that they've done this and they've done this yeah. and they've done that. But God has to... Re Otherwise, you think you can fix... If it's just about what I do, then I can fix myself That's the point. by just making enough yeah. resolutions yeah. to do the right thing. Yeah. So it is important that we get the revelation, mm. not just that I've done certain things mm. wrong, but that those are symptoms of the fact that I am wrong. And that's why the Lord, the Lord Jesus said to Nicodemus... You must be born again. Yes. You must be born again. Yes. Salvation just... is of the Lord. Yes. Yes. In yes. other words, you, your, your problem is bigger than what you can do. Yeah. You have to put yourself in the Lord's hands. Yes. Only he can re remake you. That's right. And, and, and on, on a grander scale, salvation in this nation will be of the Lord. It, it, it has to be. It has to be a mighty work of God to undo two generations of, of education. That's right. In, in or more now. Yeah. And more's now. Yeah. Where the education, they, they got it. They got at the education. They do. They get at the children. And then, of course, the children eventually grow up and become um, the, the, the managers and rulers in yeah. society. And they got at them. They totally got at them. They've taken out the framework. Uh, taken away the framework, dismantled it totally. And now it's the selfish philosophy. I am what I am. And you be what. And it's fine. Whatever you want. You know, you just do what you. That's fine. And, and that is so, so of the devil. And only a supernatural work of God is going to change that. And, and I believe there will be one. I mean, you know, he's done it through history. And we, we know it's going to happen because we see what happens in the book of Revelation. But I believe there will be a work of God before then, a, a, you know, this last opportunity to, to recognise him for who he is. And he will give that opportunity because he's merciful. He will give it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, education is definitely on my mind oh, quite a lot. But That's the, where it all starts. But, but it's become very mechanistic, mechanistic. So, so, you know, like, almost like a factory. In fact, I, I liken that some of these schools to dark satanic mills yes. in William Blake's poem. You know, that basically they're just trying, churning kids out. And they've been open. They've said, oh, we've got to prepare them for, for life in modern Britain. They've got to prepare them to fit into the economy. And, you know, as though everyone's just a little cog a little, that fits into this yes, godless great. economy. Yeah. Well, how tragic. Yeah. And, of course, it started, well, it started whenever it started. But, you know, the, the key thing is the Fabians and the Fabian society when they, I'm talking about Britain, but, yeah. I mean, this was going on elsewhere as well. You know, when they recognised they had to infiltrate. And they started with the universities, of course, and they started introducing subjects. I don't mean to disparage anybody that has a degree in sociology and their hard work and everything else. But if you can bring these subjects in which they're no absolute, you know, in mathematics, Derek will put me right, but essentially they're absolutes. They might be theoretical absolutes, but they're absolutes. In science, they're absolutes. In music, they're absolutes.
attitudes. Yeah. These things are measurable yeah. and d demonstrable. Well, once you get into sociology and politics and economics, you're into, oh, yes, but, on the other hand. Yeah. And that's exactly what they wanted to do. Bring in these subjects that yeah. allow people to be educated that their view is not the absolute. Yeah. Get rid of the absolute. Yeah, so and theology, of course. Yeah. Now theology is not the study of the Lord, it's the study of religions. And so it's just all gone wrong. But it was a challenge to break. So, so they had their system in Nineveh, mm. and, and it's quite dramatic. They, yeah. they broke from their system. Mm. Yes. Maybe only for a, for a, a generation period. or two. Yes. Well, which is interesting because that's exactly what's going to happen here, isn't it? In this time, I, I believe for. things will get better because we do have to have that outpouring of, of Joel too. When the Lord pours out his spirit on all flesh, we said a few weeks ago, you know, he's done it. He did it at Pentecost. Yeah. In, in, uh, there was a partial fulfillment. There has to be a total fulfillment of that now. And then it's going to get It'll be good for a while, and then it's going to get really bad. Mm. So this is, you know, this was played out in a part in, in yeah, Nineveh yeah, and in right. Assyria. It was good for a while. In their history. And then it went bad mm. again. In their history. We, we don't want to sort of, you know, trail too much of what we're doing after Jonah, because we haven't finished Jonah, but we, we've decided that we will go a study on into Nahum. Yeah. So yes, they're closely linked. Part two. Heard it first. Here, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, I think so because then you know we'll we'll see the the bigger um, context of what's happened. Okay, uh, so uh, where do we go? With well, the danger is that we just you know, yeah. So I was going to say clearly, Jonah would have uh, pinned them on the issue of violence. That was the, the the national sin. That's how they built their empire. Yeah, through terror. And so God, you know, God does name particular sins yeah, yeah. That, that, and, and they repent of that. Yeah. So I'm sure Jonah did challenge them on that issue. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I believe they did repent, as you say, for a generation or two. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the records go a bit quiet as to the Assyrian Empire. Yeah. But it's interesting, and uh, just the one more thought that I've come from this is they say who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish where did they get that hope from I think one reason is from Jonah's own story yes because Jonah was disobedient and God took that seriously he didn't just let Jonah go and yet when Jonah did repent God saved his life God well resurrected him and gave him a second chance. God's the God of the second chance. You know, we see that with Jonah. So it, it's interesting that through Jonah's own story, that would have given them hope. Well, if God did that for Jonah, maybe he will do that for us if we will repent. Yeah. And God gave them that grace. And so they had a hope. And I think that's important that Jonah would have, I think, encouraged them by saying, look, God must love you a lot. I won't say that I love you that much. Yeah. God must love you a lot. He yeah. put me through this just so I could get this message to you. And look what God did in my life. And, and I think one of the, the beauty of Jonah is he's very honest about his attitudes and his wrong mistakes. He, he wrote the book after all. Yeah. He showed his bad attitudes. And he probably said, look, God loves you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I turned back to God and he saved me. If you turn back to God, yeah. you'll find that he's merciful. There's a little phrase 
um, here, which you also find in Jeremiah, and we're sort of talking, we're skirting uh, uh, around the subject of revival, but there's something about revival which is, is there in this phrase, uh, from the greatest to the least of them. So in verse um, 5, it said, they believe God, proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth, from the greatest to the least. That's yeah. total, isn't it? It's yeah. so. total. In Jeremiah, is it Jeremiah 31? Uh, I, I, know, I know it better from my New International Bible, but it talks about the no longer will, will a man say to his neighbour, know the Lord. Yeah. They will all oh, know yes. him. And it says, from the greatest to the least. 31. Yes. 34. Yeah, it's at 31. Is it verse 34? Yeah, 31 verse 30. You're quite right. So, and, and that's the covenant with Israel. So we're saying, oh, well, this message is for Israel. Well, there's a prophecy in Jeremiah, you're right, 31, 33. It says, this is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel after that time. Sorry, this is um, New International Version. Um, it's only because I've got it sort of photographically in my mind. It declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then no longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the greatest, from the least of them to the greatest. Ooh. That is yes. just amazing. Um, that's what we should be praying for. That is revival, isn't it? It is revival. You know, the Welsh revival, it was literally everyone. They'd come out of the mind, they could hear singing through the ground, yeah. um, and, you know, the whole communities turned to the Lord. It's like there's a God awareness. Yeah. God makes himself known, and it's like they believed God. And, and I think that changes everything because the, the mindset is, starts with man. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I define who I am, you know. Um, but as soon as you're aware of God, your whole thinking has to change. It, it's God who says who I am. It's God who defines, you know, I belong to God. Yeah. And that now totally upends all your thinking because the whole starting point of your thinking is, who is God? Yeah. Is it me? Or is it God? And, and so yeah. it's awesome that this was truly revival. Yes. Uh, because, yeah. the ho as you say, to the last man, it's like the presence of God has yes. been hovering over that city. Um, and that's what we would desire, that, that there's that, that opportunity for 40 days. Yeah. Uh, and they, they needed to take that window of opportunity. Mm. It wasn't forever. And, and, you know... I find it hard that... It, that uh, yes, of course, so that wasn't forever. But I find it hard, you know, in my little mind, thinking, how on earth could that not have lasted for more than a generation? That's what we I, say about all, all revivals, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's man, you see, the heart of man. Well, you think, you know, one has an experience with God and how quickly we forget it or the, the sense of awe and wonder that we had dissipates. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. confess to that totally, yeah. and I recognize that's, yeah. my, that's yeah. my flesh. Yeah. That's how quickly it happens. And then if you don't nurture it in the children, this is why the Jewish people were so meticulous in yeah. how you impress it on your children to the next gen, you know, the great commandment in Deuteronomy 6. Yes. Teach it to your children. Teach it to your children. Mm. And you have this comparison you know, between the Ninevites and you were in Jeremiah, just so in Jeremiah 36 and verse yeah. 3, it says, 
it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the adversities which I purpose to bring upon them, that everyone may turn from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Mm. And then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Darai, and Baruch wrote on a scroll of a book, at the instruction of Jeremiah, all the words yep. of the Lord which he had told him. So it's all about it's it, coming back to Israel I, 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 and Judah. Are they going to respond? Mm. The Lord, of course, knows the answer. He, he, he's not playing games. Because again, it's for us. Are they? How hard is your heart? Now they've. They've lived for centuries with the knowledge of the Lord, holding his word, mm. creating rules around his word so they didn't break them. Man-made man mm. rules mm. so they didn't break. So they're totally aware, and yet they're not living in the way of the Lord at all. Mm. Hard, hard hearts. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know how we're doing for time, but what is... About ten minutes. Okay, there's plenty of time. One of the interesting things about the king's instruction, which I have no insight on, but I think it'd be interesting exploring, is the involvement of the animals. Now, mm. isn't it interesting that the, the animals become dressed in, in sackcloth and ashes yeah. as well? Yeah. And obviously they can't repent, but they're involved in that repentance mm. in some way. And, the, and I'm struck immediately by the comparison with with Goshen, where not only was the firstborn died, right. but also the firstborn of the animals. Yep, right. Any light on that, my brothers? No, I'm sure you have. <laughs> I haven't. No. It's a thought that's just come to me. It's just complete. It, it's, 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 all, there's, it's like a complete living organism. It's a, a complete living organism, isn't yep. it? The community mm. is together. Yeah. And, we are dependent, so the animals, you know, and the crops, we are completely dependent on the Lord for ourselves as a community. Yes. I, I, I was going to go on to say that we've, we've divorced in the modern world ourselves from that. Yes. You know, it's sort of reliance on the Lord for the seasons and for the provisions and, you know, harvest, you know, it's pretty meaningless to most people. Yes. But it's, it, it's, it's your awareness of God providing every part of everything of your livelihood yes it's um yeah it, it's it certainly speaks to me how serious the king was in his repentance yes yes you know that i don't think it mattered to god particularly what mattered was that there were works you know like john the baptist said show forth fruit worthy of repentance in other words if you're genuinely repentant you will it will show in a change in an outward change mm. But God, God was really moved by their repentance. But yeah, the king didn't want to leave a stone unturned. He wanted to make sure God yeah. saw that yeah, they were they totally were. repentant, not, yes. not half-hearted repentance, yes. but absolute. He, he took that warning seriously. Yeah. And he, he completely got it. And, he, and he did. The greatest gift you can, God can give you is the gift of repentance. Yes. And, yes. and we should say, God, show me where I'm wrong. Yeah. And... and with that awareness of God yeah. that we turn completely from, that we hate that evil yeah. and turn completely to God. And we see that happening here. This, this, this is an awesome turning yeah. and, and with a very evil nation. So if God could do it for the Assyrians, I liked what you said, you know, that this is also a message to Israel. Look, if yes. these evil Assyrians could repent. Yes. yes. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. What about you? <laughs> yeah. yes. and, and then, for me, it's absolutely tragic. You know, we are, 
being so blessed by these scriptures where you mentioned the awareness of God, awareness of God's presence. What a wonderful blessing to, to commune with your creator. Mm. And yet society is just living, you know, off just the dregs of the tat of materialism. And it's, it's tragic. And well, the it devil is. is laughing his head off. It is, because, because science being is now deprived. the God. Science. science is now the God. Yes. You know, we follow the science. It doesn't matter if it's yeah, But many science. people aren't even going into the... <laughs> if you go into the details of science, you'll find God. Yes. Mm. And, but Absolutely. they're not even going into details. No. They're living with... We, talk, we were talking about books earlier. There people, there's no books anywhere. No. It's just absolutely bland and um, shallow. Um, and it's all off, a, all off a screen, which is being manipulated by banks of people somewhere else writing up what they want the masses to absorb. It's very sinister and, and, yeah. and, and it totally demonic. Mm. Um, the devil yeah, I think is the enemy wants to take away yeah. the glory of God wherever he, he can, and especially in man. Yes. You know, because we have the capacity, don't we, to, to yes. commune with, with God. And so the king had got it. Mm. And he wasn't going to um, he wasn't going to skirt over skirt over the message. He really had got it. Um, it is true that um, I think you know you you would know it better than me, but mm -hmm. uh, times of national repentance or or days yeah. of prayer, yeah. when they come yeah. from the heart, you know, declared by the king in, right. in previous times, they were powerful, weren't That's they, powerful. in terms of yeah. turning points Very in the world so. wars and so on. Very so much God, so. it, when there's a collective repentance, that's especially powerful. I can't remember when the last time was, but certainly I think with Dunkirk and the Battle of Britain, yes, they, they were key key moments because they were called by the king. Mm. Yeah, he, he something he, very powerful in that. Was, yeah. How did he ever become king? Because we had this sort of other chap who just yeah, didn't I mean, take responsibility. But the, well, we had to get Elizabeth on the throne. We were and, saved. And you you see, that. you see how God is planning. We were talking about Paul and mm. uh, Saul and, and David earlier. Elizabeth had to come to the throne, yeah. mm. and uh, and there was only one way to do that. And, and pray for those in authority because they've literally, as it were, there's something about the whole tone of the nation, you know, in yes. in a leader. Whereas in democracy. It's a different type of thing, isn't it? It's it's not it, it it's it's everyone doing what's right in their own eyes yes. almost. Yes. And and everyone you know feels they're in charge. Well, there's a humility in being submitted mm. to those in authority, and there's a humility, of course, being submitted to God. Yes, and I think this humility in authority is so important, and th this is what the king demonstrates. You know, he takes off his royal robes, robes of absolute authority, and instead moves into a position of complete submission and humility to God. Yes. And if only our leaders would do that, if only they, you know, people could take it. I, I really believe, you know, if, if our leaders stood up and said, we, we haven't got all the answers. Instead of always trying to politicize and spin everything as if they have, they, we haven't got it. Would you please pray? Pray right. for the Lord to give us wisdom and make the right decisions. Or even um, send the message out from the top, we as a nation need to repent. Yes. <laughs> you know, which is what the king said. Yes. It's quite powerful, isn't it? Very, if someone very in authority powerful. says something like that, it, yeah. it, there's hope if, if they do.
Um, we're, we're only in the last few minutes now. Are we going to get to the, the, the very end? Because it's then the big change is, is as, as it were, you, you said earlier, salvation is from God. You know, God acts in response to the people. Yes. He saw, he saw their works, he saw a demonstration of repentance. They, he saw their hearts, of course, we know that, but um, their repentance was real because it showed itself in works. Yeah. So although we're saved by faith alone, mm. It's not a faith that stays alone. It will, it will show itself yeah. in, in, in our works. And they were turning to Jehovah, I think. They, they were responding to the God of, the God of Jonah. Jer Jeremiah, Jeremiah sums it up beautifully in Jeremiah 18, verses 7 to 10, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I'm starting at verse 7. The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, mm. I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. That's right. And the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said I would benefit it. That's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. That is powerful. God doesn't want to punish. Yeah. But he will. Yes. His, his righteousness requires that is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And don't misinterpret God's mercy, <laughs> no. God's long suffering, as if, oh well, I can do yeah. what I want. No. Yeah. Because actually, it's storing up a greater punishment yeah. if you are abusing God's kindness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So thank you very much. That's a good passage. We've got, I, we're, we're sort of. Um, We've got to chapter four probably next week. We'll, we'll see how, 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 it pan, how it pans out. But let, let's just remember that this message covers all peoples and all generations. And we have uh, a duty in our generation to remind people. Uh, and as, as Jonah has said, of the grace of God and of the judgments of God, mm -hmm. Yeah, not using grace as a sort of license to sin, Romans 6. Um, how can we um, as, as Christians? But I, I don't believe we should give up on our country, our nation. No. Um, there's a, there's a, we've got a wonderful heritage. We, God has had his hand on our country, saved us from disaster many times in the past. We should give thanks to him for that. Yes. We should trust him for the future and, and believe that the communities can be turned back to him by one way or another. Thank you, John. Yes. Thank you very much, Derek. See you next week.